And welcome to Sports Spectrum's Transformed with your host, Jade McCarthy, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports and faith and to learn more about how you can subscribe to our Sports Spectrum magazine, check out sportsspectrum.com. Now, here's Jade McCarthy in Transformed. Well, he is a Super Bowl winning head coach and commentator and a best-selling author. And his wife can claim that best-selling author title herself. She is also a speaker. She is an early childhood education specialist and she is vice president of their foundation. I am super excited to welcome Tony and Lauren Dungy here on to Transformed. Guys, great to have you here. How are you both today? Thank you. We're doing well. Yeah, doing great, Jay. Good to be with you. So congratulations on the new book. It's called Uncommon Influence. Uh, I have it right here if you're watching this as opposed to listening uh, as you're out on a walk somewhere or driving somewhere. But we'll we'll delve into the book. I want to start with this. When I say the word transformation, where does that take you within your own life? Lauren, why don't I start with you? Well, transformation is, um, it speaks to me as going in a direction that um, God would be pleased and be honored by and um, looking at focus is on him. And so transformation means looking to how I can serve him, how I can utilize my gifts, my talents, my life to uh, be in service to God and help with the kingdom building. And Jade, when I think of transformation, we have a bunch of kids and they all play with these transformer toys. And they (laughs) start out as one thing and then they shift them boxes around and there's something else. And I think that's, that's what it reminds me of. I started out as someone who was totally focused on athletics. And uh, in the course of my Christian walk, I changed to someone who thought about the Lord and thought about other people. And that became my focus. So I I think changing Mm -hmm. is what I think of when I I think of transforming. Mm -hmm. And Lauren, you said so much of that is taking that transformer toy, right? And if you use that analogy, coach, and you're helping to mold someone within Mm -hmm. their own walk or the two of you molding each other through your own walk, what are the the like practical applications that you would say to someone? This is how you know you're in step with what the Lord wants you to do and how the Lord wants you to transform. Coach, how how would you? I, I think the first thing for me is prayer and communicating with God. Um, we hear from God through reading the Bible. We speak to God through praying. And I did very little of that when I was young. You know, you did it on Sundays or you did it before a meal, uh, 30 second grace. But in terms of just praying and talking to God and then saying, okay, let me read something and see what I hear back. That wasn't part of my routine. But uh, I got around some guys who did that a lot. My roommate with the Pittsburgh Steelers asked me every morning, what did you read today? And he was reading his Bible every single day and reading at night and then telling me, well, this is what I got from it. And I saw that. And that helped me change. And that helped me get in step with the Lord a little more. It's that day-to-day practice. Absolutely. And, and we use that in our marriage, that same formula of every day going before the Lord, 
um, before we do anything else, before we tend to the children, their needs, uh, our desires for that day, we are speaking to the Lord, we're praying, reading and hearing from him. And because we know he guides our steps, he gives us the wisdom, we're able to take on the challenges of day-to-day -day living because we've already spent time before the Lord. And how much of that also is we live in such a noisy society right. and culture right now. And you're constantly being bombarded, right? Like whether it's your phone or this screen or that screen, or there's, there's so many distractions. So how much is that time also helping to ensure that what you're funneling in is him and not something else, coach? Yeah, I think you really have to be intentional about that because as you say, you go to work, you're going to get bombarded by a lot of things that have to get done uh, for you to function at your job. Um, you, you take time off and relax and you're, you're doing fun things. Well, that, that's something else. But when is your time to really, really focus on God, try to figure out what he wants you to do? You have to be intentional about creating that time. Uh, otherwise, it will just get away from you. And all of a sudden you go through a week and say, gosh, I, I didn't I didn't think about the Lord once. Mm. So from again, from a practical standpoint, coach, I have to ask you this because uh, football is a 24 seven business. It just is like, especially in season, like you are constantly trying to get ready for the next game and have your players ready and, and all of that. And, and even being in and around the game now, there's so much to, to keep up with. And Lauren, this applies to you as well. Like mm -hmm. you, you have a lot of things that you do. Um, so how do you both ensure that you commit to that time and make it a, a part of, of everyday living when you have so many other things pulling at you? Cause you also have kids who are pulling at you. Right. Like, like, and, I, and I know like they pull faster than, and harder than anything else, which is understandable. Like they're trying to find their own way. For me, I know you have to schedule it in. Right. And even when I was coaching, uh, we'd have a Tuesday morning staff Bible study. And okay, what time do we need to start it that everybody can get here? And if the coaches said six o'clock, then that, that's when we did it. But hey, we're going to have a time that we do it. Uh, after practice, I used to take walks and um, people think, well, you're just clearing your head or you're getting some exercise, getting the workout in. No, but I, I took a 20 minute walk to pray about what happened, what's going forward. But I had to schedule those times. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you won't get to it. I definitely would agree. You have to recognize that the day could just fly by and you would have very little accomplished. So it's important to make sure you cut out and carve out time to hear from God, hear his voice and be directed by what he wants us to do because we all have our idea of what the day looks like and how we should spend it but it may not be what god would want us to do so hearing from him is important and that's a process that goes on all all day long it's not just in the morning and then at night when we retire we're speaking in and communication with god throughout the day mm. it's amazing how reassuring that can be it definitely is Right. I mean, and, and I know one of the things that you write about um, in Uncommon Influence, Lauren and Tony Dungy here with me on Transformed, but one of the things that, that you write about is that notion of saying yes to the opportunities that God mm -hmm. presents to you. 
And, and that really strikes me because when we say yes to those opportunities, we allow him to transform us because mm-hmm. he is working through us. Mm-hmm. So how would you encourage people to hear those opportunities and then take action and say yes to those opportunities? Lauren, why don't you start? So I, you have to recognize and understand that we all have a platform, if you will. We all have something to give, to share, to serve um, with other people. So knowing that and understanding that, then what is that platform? What is that area of service? Well, praying and asking God to reveal that to us would be a good way to determine what that influence area is in your life. And, and then also asking yourself, what is it that I enjoy? What am I good at? What do, what, what do I have that I can give to someone else? And so the combination of prayer and then just really recognizing and thinking about the area that you're gifted in um, will help you to flourish and utilize that platform for the Lord. And so for us, just praying about it, it was a natural thing that God kept pointing us back to other people, children in particular, and we love kids and we love mentoring and supporting them. And so we got into foster care and then also adoption because of of the Lord just kind of showing us this is an area where you can support children that are in need and um, need a loving and a structured but caring environment to flourish in. Along those those lines, when we were in Minnesota with the Vikings, uh, the chaplain of the team spoke to us. Um, we were getting a lot of opportunities and people calling, can you do this? How about this? And they're all great causes. So what do you do? How do you know when the Lord is speaking to you? Well, he told us, examine three things. Number one, would this opportunity be pleasing to the Lord? Hmm. That, that's the first thing. And then secondly, is it something you're passionate about? And if it's pleasing to the Lord and you have a passion, then that could be God calling you. But then the third thing is, is it something that God has uniquely qualified you to do? Do you have a specific thing you can bring to the table that helps this situation? So when we prayed about things and looked at it that way, as Lauren mentioned, you know, foster care and adoption. Yes, God would be pleased with it. Something she was especially very, very passionate about with kids. And I was passionate about helping young people. And then thirdly, well, what has God given you to uniquely mm-hmm. qualify you? Well, we had space, we had room, we had <laughs> income, we had all these things <laughs> that would help the situation. Well, guess what? Maybe that is God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because you can take anything that you're wrestling with, right? right. And you can run it through yeah. those three filters. filters. Yes. And I think that's that's really meaningful for people as they're going through and trying to figure out, okay, like, is this really something that I should be mm-hmm. leaning into? And, you know, again, is it pleasing to the Lord? Is it something I'm passionate about? And is it something that I am uniquely mm-hmm. qualified mm-hmm. to do? I love that. I think that's terrific. Lauren mm-hmm. and Tony Dungy here with us on Transformed. And, and I guess part of that... <clears throat> with the two of you and your family, so much of it is, is that, is that foster care childhood development? Like that is your, your passion. And it's obviously a step with something that the Lord has called you to do. 
<clears throat> but if you expand that out, I wonder if, if you look at how that has impacted your life, being willing to serve and help transform other people, how does that help transform you throughout the process? Coach? Yeah. Um, we we kind of started out that way. We we're very similar. Lauren was a sixth grade teacher when we met. I was a coach coaching young young people. So our lives were centered around helping young people grow. Um, and so you think, well, that's that's a great idea and it's helpful to the community, it's helpful to the kingdom. But we got some things out of that too. We benefited from it. And those relationships with, with people over the years have, have been special and, and feeling like you are utilizing the gifts God has given you. And I always talk about that. People ask, what's your definition of success? And I, I would say success is really doing significant things with the talent that God has given you. Mm -hmm. And he's given us a chance to uh, contact and connect with young people. And I, I think we've done it well. Uh, and that gives you a sense of, I am doing what God wants us to do. And I think along those lines, it's, it's interesting. Um, other people see us and they see, well, they're busy. They've got a lot on their plates and they're active in the community. They're a turn on TV and there's coach and, uh, but yet they're still able to serve God and they love it. And there's joy in the, their hearts when they do it and maybe I can do it. So I look at it as an inspiration, an opportunity to inspire other people. And maybe it doesn't look exactly like the Dungies, but I can do something. And this is an opportunity that I can serve God and bless others. So it's a win-win situation because we're able to, to honor God, but other people are able to kind of jump on the bandwagon and, and do some things as well to help the kingdom. Mm. We, we finished an interview yesterday and the gentleman was saying, well, the, the first time I interviewed you, um, you told me you only had 10 minutes because you were in the carpool line and you were going to pick up the kid. <laughs> he said, that just inspired him. You know, that right. here's the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who's in the carpool line uh, picking up kids from school. But that, that's, you never know the impact you're mm -hmm. going to have and how you could affect one person. Well, and I think it's two things, right? It's saying to someone, look what you can get done in 10 minutes. Like you can say yeah. yes, and you can do this, Yes, you know, from a practical standpoint. And then it's also just from a broader perspective, you know, build each other up. That's something that we are right. instructed to do. And sometimes just being that role model and, and encouraging somebody just from your, your day-to-day activities right. and actions can have that impact to help build other people up. I wondered to, to go back to what you said, Tony, and, and you, you talked about going back a number of years and, and where you kind of were when you, when you, when you all started and when you met. Um, and then you look at, because you leaned in, because you said yes, and then you look at all you've been able to do since and the number of things that you've been able to say yes to as a result of those early yeses, like th that is striking to me. It's, it's pretty amazing uh, as we actually met in 1981 and talked about what we wanted to do and get married and family. We thought we'd be in Pittsburgh. I thought I'd be an assistant coach for the Steelers for my entire life. And the Bible says God is able to do more than you mm -hmm. could ever dream or expect. And I think that's what's happened to us. We have tried to be obedient. We have tried to say yes. 
and he's honored that and blessed that by taking us different places mm -hmm. and giving us opportunities we would have never dreamed about. When you came up with the title for this book, Uncommon Influence, how, how did you come up with it? Well, we've used the theme uncommon for several of our other books. Correct. And uncommon means different, but not in a bad way, not in a negative way. It's just, we think of uncommon as how we would do things, but they were honoring to God, but maybe not in the normal way. And we all have influence. We all have platforms. We all have opportunities. So putting them together, uncommon influence is a way, a platform for serving God. And we thought that would be a great catchy title. Um, how can I uncommonly influence others? Um, so if you read the book, we give <laughs> lots of practical tools and ways of um, utilizing your gifts. I, I encourage you to, the book is very good. I, so I would encourage all of our listeners. There's, there's a lot of just practical applications in there. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, that that's something that we, we all look for, but it's, it's all steeped in the Lord, you know, as yeah. is everything that, um, you know, that, that you have worked on together and independently. And I, and I think that's just, it, it's inspiring to use your mm -hmm. word, Lauren. Um, Coach, as you as you kind of reflect back a little bit and and think about the times that you've been able to have that influence, that you've been able to be transformative in somebody else's life, are there any mm -hmm. stories in particular that that come to mind that you can share? Well, I, I look at my first head coaching job with the Tampa Bay Bucks in 1996. I get there, we've had 13 straight losing seasons. And in the first team meeting, I talked to the guys about, hey, we want to win. That's why we're here. But if all we do is win, it will be very short lived. We want to change the, the landscape of Tampa. We want to make Tampa a better place to live while we're winning. And 25 years later now, uh, Derek Brooks, who was on that first team, has a charter high school mm -hmm. in Tampa. Uh, Warwick Dunn has done 200 homes for yeah. single moms. Uh, Mike Allstott is a high school coach passing those values on to kids in Tampa. And yes, they won the Super Bowl after I left, but I think the community loves those guys more for what they've done off the field than winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like, like that's the entryway, right? Like to me, I look at it like football is, is the entryway in mm -hmm. some ways, but, but look at all you can do. Right. once you've sort of walked through that door and opening guys eyes to that fact that yes yeah, god right. has given you a talent to play football and you you need to use that and do the best you can that's what he expects from you but he's given you more talents and as lauren said we all have influence in in, in some ways and that was always my point to the the team our son, Eric, was like seven years old at the time, and he'd watch those guys and he'd wear his uniform the same way they did. Wear his belt <laughs> of course, of course. Right. He'd watch everything. I said, little kids are watching you, everything you do. Uh, they're going to watch you off the field. What do you want that to look like? How do you want to inspire them? And uh, fortunately, a lot of those guys got the message and they, they did it really, really well. 
Mm, yeah, that's such a special story. I mean, I, I have four little kids, so it's one of those things that I, like I think mm-hmm. about, right? It's like, absolutely. I look at my two boys and I'm like, okay, wait, who are you watching? And what does that person stand for? Because it's not just about what you're doing on the field. It's about what you're doing on the field. And then how are you utilizing that platform elsewhere mm-hmm. to really mm-hmm. make an impact, right? It's like, because it, that's the opportunity it affords you. Yeah. And Lauren did the same thing. She was very instrumental with our wives and girlfriends and uh, just helping that side of it, knowing that they were part of the team as well. It was interesting because I think they thought initially they were coming and I am the wife of the quarterback and I am the significant other of this uh, player, but realized that you're involved in this too. We can do some things in the community. We can make a difference. There are schools here that would love to have visits and have uh, people coming in to read and talk and encourage. So we were able to do some a lot of um, things in the community just because of the, the doors that open due to football. Yeah. What does that mean to you when you're able to open somebody's eyes in that way? You know, I, I think it's, it's just, it's so rewarding to know that you can make a difference, you can influence someone just by taking the time to share and <clears throat> excuse me and encourage them. And um, oftentimes we, we get so focused on what we wanna do, but it's amazing when you spend time and you uh, just share what's going on and how you can influence other people and how you can encourage them to do things it, it, your life is broadened and it's so much bigger and your, uh, your focus is not on yourself. You take it off of yourself and it's on other people serving how I can make this world, my community, my home, a better place. Mm. Lauren and I actually read on Tuesdays during the school year mm. to second graders in the, in the Tampa public schools. It started, that was their right. program. The wives did it on Tuesday because that was the player's day off. Sure. So the players babysat the kids, the wives went out. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when we, we retired, uh, you know, the program stopped, but Lauren and I picked it up and, and we've gone out giving away books and encouraged kids to read. Right. And we meet people all the time now in Tampa. Gosh, I'm, you know, 19 years right. old now and you read to us in second grade and I remember the story and it, it is so rewarding. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, right? Like just to, yeah. to come across somebody like that, especially coach, like for you, when you're taking your stroll, if you're there for a game and like someone walks up to you and like, hey, I remember when you were in right. my class reading yes. to me, right? Yeah. And I'm sure no, that's probably happening. Yeah. It, it does. And it's so uplifting. It, it makes you feel like, yeah, I, I did make a difference in mm-hmm. one person's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and to have that, you know, because you, you, you can take actions to plant those seeds, Right. You don't control what what happens with them once you've planted them. That is up to to God Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 how he is going to work in that person's heart and how they are going to take action as a result. Um, But but to know that you're taking the step to plant the seed, I think, is just an incredible way to, to live. And that's how God would have us to. We aren't supposed to just sit back and relax and you know, do whatever we want. God wants us to reach out to help others. And as I said, you can do that in your home, right in your own neighborhood, or your platform may be larger. 
but whatever it is, we're to use it. And it's for God's glory. Is that what helps along the way to, to refill your cup, so to speak? Because when you're really busy and you're running a bunch of different directions, you can start to feel worn out. But is, it, is that what refuels you? Well, absolutely. Because I, the Bible always t- tells us, you know, instructs us that we're, you know, to live a life of service and a life of purpose. And so there are times when you're tired and kind of worn down and, oh my gosh, the day is flying, flying by and I have not done even half of the things that I need to do. But we, we were charged by talking to God and God, give me that energy, please. And help me Lord to get through the rest of the day. And I've had so much, help me to manage my schedule. And we're often will ask, why are we doing this? But we know why, mm. we know what our purpose is. And because of that, that understanding, we're able to move forward and complete the day. Tony Evans is a uh, great Bible communicator. I was used to get him to do chapel services for our teams when I was coaching. And uh, he told our team one time, you know, God could have very easily set it up. So as soon as you receive Christ, you go right to heaven. That would make sense. Hey, I, I received the Lord. I go to heaven. But he didn't do it that way. Why, why do you think he left you here? And as the guy started talking about that and thinking about that, obviously it was to share the message, mm-hmm. to serve other people, to help people who didn't know Christ kind of understand. So that's really why we're here. And when, when you think of it that way, okay, yes, I am a little tired. I might be a little down, but um, I, can, I can really honor the Lord by serving him. Yeah, we're here because he has work for us to do. That's yes, right. amen. And as we know, there's no uh, age of retirement for kingdom. <laughs> no, there is not. There, there is always more work to be done. And, and no days off. Right. Yes, no days off, right? <laughs> well, we, we know you have more work to do. And we know that all the work that you do is terrific kingdom work. And I thank you both so much for taking some time to be here on Transformed with us. Uh, Lauren and Tony Dungy, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Blessings to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Really just an encouraging conversation with Tony and Lauren Dungy. I'm really grateful that they took the time to be here on Transformed. And I loved the practicality of parts of that conversation, right? That like funnel to think about as you're going about your daily life and what you're saying yes to and what are the things that are in step with what God's purpose is for your life. Um, And just, I feel like just watching them and looking at the way that they've decided to invest their time and their energy is really an encouragement in and of itself. And the verse that came to mind during the conversation is Colossians 3.23, which says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Once again, the book is Uncommon Influence, Saying Yes to a Purposeful Life. It is a terrific read, so I encourage you to read it. And the foreword is actually written by Jimmy Mayato. He is the president of Compassion International, who are great partners with us here at Sports Spectrum. So you can find it wherever books are sold. If you haven't read some of Dungy's other books, I would encourage you to do that as well. The Uncommon Life, which is Tony Dungy's devotional, is one that I 
gave to my husband several years ago and we still go back to it and and look at it and my 10 year old likes to open it and see some of the stories in it as well so lots of great stuff i encourage you to read this one and i thank you so much as always for listening here on transformed until next time live with love and intention i'm jade mccarthy 